Hello, my name is Bob Lentz, and you're here at Front Row Church. We're going to talk this morning about how we might seize a divine moment in our life. So I want you to take your Bibles, if you have them, and turn to the uh, Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, actually chapter 10. And uh, I'll be reading those passages for you in just a few moments if you don't have your Bible. Just wondering, what if you knew there was a moment coming in your life that would forever change your destiny? What if you knew there was a moment in your future that was so rich with possibilities and laden with potential that you would look back on it someday and say, that was a divine moment? What if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was going to give you a chance to start something or do something or change something in your life that would forever impact your life and the life of those that you love the most? How do you think you'd handle that moment? Well, since I've been thinking about this a little bit longer than you have, let me give you a suggestion. First thing you ought to do is approach that moment with the utmost care. In other words, make sure that your heart's ready to hear what God has to say and that your hands are ready and willing to do what he wants you to do. Then I'd tell you to forget about your past and start living in the present. That is expecting, anticipating, and waiting on that divine moment when God speaks to your heart. Be ready. God wants to speak to your heart, maybe even today. Now, here's a strange thing. I believe that most of us have already experienced a divine moment sometime in our lives. We've sensed God speaking to our hearts or wooing us into a deeper, more personal relationship with Him. Because of that, we should ask ourselves these two questions. Is it really you, Lord? And then, if it is you, what's my next step? Now, when we sense that God's speaking to our hearts, the smart thing for us to do is to look at the Scriptures and see how others might have taken advantage of or handled their own divine moment. In Mark's gospel, there's a familiar story about a man named Bartimaeus. This is the guy from all outward appearances was a total loser. I mean, if he had a resume, the two things at the top of that resume would have been blind and beggar. That's all he had. Here's what made the difference in his life. Bartimaeus saw what was coming. He recognized Jesus was going to change his life, and he took advantage of that divine moment. I want to read that passage for you this morning out of Mark's gospel. <clears throat> Verse 46 says, When they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left the town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. <clears throat> Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, stopped. He said, tell him to come here. And so they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's, he's calling for you. So Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and jumped up and he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi or my teacher, the blind man said, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. <clears throat> Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Now, the first thing I want us to do is to figure out what do we do when we sense a divine moment, when we sense God speaking to our hearts? Well, the first thing, just like Bartimaeus did, is you got to seize that moment. Now, we aren't told how long Bartimaeus had been blind. Maybe from birth or perhaps maybe an accident. We don't know. But the implication is pretty clear. It had been years 
since he had seen a sunset. Years since he got a glimpse of his kids playing ball in the backyard or even a smile on his wife's face. In those days, you see, there was no such thing as compassionate assistance for blind beggars. There were no government programs that helped him find a better job because of his disability. Of course, there were no CNI dogs back then. So this guy had no other options but to sit on the street corner and beg for a living. All the while, he was hoping and praying that one day somebody would come by and have pity on him and help him. And when that day came, Bartimaeus was sitting in his regular spot doing what he had always done. But the difference between this day from all the other days was the fact that he heard Jesus was nearby. And the thought that Jesus was going to be close to him caused something to stir up inside of his heart. And he knew, I mean, he just knew this was his moment. This was his time. Got a feeling that, that Bartimaeus was thinking to himself, you know, I'm not going to miss this chance. I'm not going to wait around and let somebody else step into my place. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I'm going to step out. I'm going to seize this moment. Now, when it comes to you and me, let's go ahead and admit that some of us are just slow learners. You know what I mean? We've probably heard God's voice multiple times over the past several months or maybe several years, but we've not done anything about it. We, we've had glimpses of what the future would look like if we would simply step out and seize that moment. But we've decided, you know, it's not the right time. Can I tell you something? Today is the right time. Today is your day. It's time to seize your moment. When God speaks to your heart, you got to act on what you hear the Spirit saying. you got to step out in faith, and you got to trust Him. That's what seizing the divine moment looks like, trusting in Christ, trusting in what God's calling you to do, stepping out and doing something you've never done before. Bartimaeus knew in his heart that seizing his divine moment required him to make a decision. Same thing is true in your life and mine. If we're going to seize the moment, you've got to make a decision. Bartimaeus' decision was pretty simple, but it wasn't easy. He could step out in faith and he could ask Jesus for help, or he could sit back and let the crowd silence him forever. Doesn't that sound familiar to you? Stepping out, trusting God, or letting the crowd silence you forever? Will you do what God calls you to do, or will you do what the crowd tells you to do? There's the decision. Will you step out in faith and seize your moment, or will you join the crowd and miss your moment? Verse 47 tells us how Bartimaeus seized this moment. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus took the first steps towards a brand new life. He recognized and he seized that divine moment. In Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul says something very similar. He says, make the most out of every opportunity. So what does it mean to make the most out of every opportunity? What does that look like? in your life and in my life. Well, at its very core, seizing every opportunity means you got to make a change in your life. It's a change that may affect your family, your church, your business, your relationship with God. This opportunity might even be the first time you've sensed God's call for you to trust in Jesus. It's a big step. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Seizing your divine moment. These are life-changing decisions this shouldn't be put off until a later time, a more convenient time. So here's what you need to do. Don't wait. 
Don't dilly-dally. Don't procrastinate. You got to do the Nike thing. Just do it. Season the moment is all about stepping out in faith and doing it. When you hear God's voice, step out and obey. Second thing about seizing your divine moment is you got to learn to tame your fears. You know, as exciting as stepping out in faith may seem or it may appear to be as you watch somebody else step about, step out, there's something that usually accompanies that step of faith. You know what it is? It's the dreaded four-letter word, fear. It shouldn't surprise us that when we step out in faith, our enemy will step in with fear. Do you know what the most often repeated commandment in Scripture is? It's fear not. Now, why do you suppose God tells us over and over and over again to fear not? It's because God knows that fear often disrupts our faith. It, it short-circuits our ability to act on what we hear God saying to our hearts. So if we're going to seize our divine moment, then we've got to learn to tame our fears. Fear will cause you to put away that divine moment. It will cause you to short-circuit your ability to act on what you've heard. It will change you. You know, fears come in every shape and every size. In fact, I'm sure our enemy... He, he's tailored the fear that will be uniquely suited to cause pain and anguish in your life, in my life. You know, I've also noticed that when it comes to seizing our divine moment, the most common fear is the fear that I call the what-if fear. You ever had that one? What if I fail? What if God doesn't answer my prayers? What if my buddies or my families, they think I'm stupid for stepping out in faith and trusting Christ? What if this faith stuff is just stuff? What if? What if? What if? We always ask that question. Bartimaeus had to tame his fears, and he did so by shouting out to Jesus, even in the face of risking rejection and failure. Look at how the crowd responded to him. You know, when he, when he asked, you know, Jesus, I want you to come. I want you to heal me. They didn't pat him on the back and say, you the man. No, they, they, treated, they treated him like he didn't belong, like he didn't deserve to have a voice, like he didn't even need a chance at a new life. The Bible says that the crowd said, be quiet. Actually, that's a polite way. That crowd didn't say, be quiet. They said, shut up. You're a loser. You're a nobody. You're a failure. You'll never make it. Jesus doesn't have time to mess with people like you. Maybe you've heard that in your life. But, you know, Bart could have agreed with the crowd that day. He could have thought to himself, you know, what if Jesus passes me by? What if I don't get healed? What if the crowd turns to me? What if they never let me beg on this corner again? He could have used the what-if fear to quiet down and to shut himself down. But Bartimaeus didn't let the fear of what-if ruin his opportunity. His opportunity was to see God change his life. So instead of cowering to his fears, Bartimaeus began to shout even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, I think it's at this point in Bartimaeus' life where he moves from being hopeful that Jesus would do something for him to the place where he expects Jesus to do something in him. He moves from hope 
to expectation. And he does that by verbalizing his faith. Same thing is true for you and me. We can hope all day long. It's a different ball when we begin to expect God to do something in our lives. Third thing that he did in order to seize his moment is he had to go public with his faith. Same thing that you and I must do. We got to go public with our faith. We, we got to state our goals, announce our intentions, let people know that we believe God wants us to do something new, something important, something worthwhile, something that will change lives. We've got to let people know God is calling me to do things differently than I've ever done before. This is important because a secret faith can often become a shallow faith. You know, a secret faith is an easy faith because there's no fear of failure. Nobody knows what you're doing. You don't have to wonder about the what-ifs because you never step out. That's a secret faith. We need to go public with our faith for the same reason that Jesus made Bartimaeus go public with his. Isn't it strange in verse 51, Jesus asked the blind guy, he said, what do you want me to do for you? Now, did Jesus ask that question because he didn't know that Bartimaeus was blind? Of course not. He asked that question so Bartimaeus could go public with his faith. You know, if there'd been a, a local reporter that day who would interview Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus could have said something like this, well, I sure hope Jesus does something to help me, or I sure hope Jesus changes my life, and, and I hope that I don't ever have to beg again for a living. I just hope he does something. But Bartimaeus didn't have a weak need faith because he moved from hope to expectation. So when his divine moment came, he blurted out his expectation. I want to see. He screamed, I want to see. Now that's what I call a statement of faith. When, Bar when Bartimaeus said, I want to see, he was revealing several things that he believed to be true about Jesus Christ. First thing, he believed that Jesus was who he claimed to be, the Son of God, the Messiah. Who else could help him see? He believed that Jesus had the power and the authority to heal him. Of course, and finally, he believed that this encounter with Jesus was going to change him personally. It was going to get him off the streets, get him off the corner. It was going to change his life and every life that surrounded him. Seizing your divine moment requires you to believe exactly the same three truths about Jesus Christ. That he is the Son of God. That he has all the power and authority over you. And then he wants a personal and intimate relationship with you. Those things will literally transform your life. Believing those three things is what will enable you to move from simply hoping that God will do something in you to the place where you expect God to do something miraculous in you. Fourth step, if we're going to seize this divine moment, the final thing we've got to do is we've got to step out in faith. I don't know what you think about stepping out in faith, but most of the time, for me, looks a bit scary. Might even seem kind of ridiculous on the surface, or maybe even downright impossible. Bartimaeus took a huge step of faith when he began shouting to Jesus. He was asking for the impossible, and he was doing it in front of everybody he knew and relied upon for his livelihood. You realize that. If Jesus had passed him by, imagine the scorn and the derision what this guy would have suffered through. 
And like most divine moments, this one was a pass or fail moment. You know, these pass or fail moments are exactly why we must trust in Jesus. This divine moment isn't something to be captured or seized because of our ability or, or our goodness. No. We're given these opportunities, this divine moment, whatever it looks like in your life, because of God's grace, because of His wisdom, because of His unbelievable love for you and me. You see, He's reaching out to you even today, this moment, and offering you a divine moment. For some of you, that divine moment may be a familiar call for you to trust in Jesus Christ, to, to ask Him to forgive you of your sins, to bring salvation to your life, to change you for all eternity. You've perhaps heard that many times in your life, but maybe today you're sensing that is a divine moment for me. I've got to step out. I've got to trust. I've got to believe in Jesus if my life is going to be changed. Maybe you've resisted that call for years, but today is your day. For others, this might be your moment to go to your spouse, to a friend, to a business associate, and repair a relationship that's broken and messy and just messed up. You know, when God speaks to your heart, here's what he often says. I want to change the direction of your life, and I want to use your life to change the lives that you love the most. That's a divine moment. Bartimaeus stepped out in faith and got what he expected. He could finally see. But the cool thing is that's not the end of the story. He didn't just go back to his old life. He didn't go back and sit on the corner begging for money. The Bible says this very specifically. When Bartimaeus followed Jesus, his divine moment changed his life, and it changed his entire family. That's why we see when you, when you know Jesus, it changes your life. But notice what happened after Bartimaeus was healed and gave his sight. It doesn't stop there, but rather Bartimaeus followed Jesus. The Bible says very clearly, Jesus walked through, healed him, and Bartimaeus got up and followed Jesus. That's what knowing Jesus does. It changes your life as well as the lives that are close to you. If you're ready to, to seize your divine moment, then it's going to require you to step out in faith. Maybe today, God's speaking to your heart. Maybe today, right now, at this moment, He's given you a divine moment. Step out. Ask God to do what He's been placing on your heart. Let's pray and ask Him to give us the ability to seize our divine moment. Father, thank You for the story, for the truth about Bartimaeus, that he was willing to seize that moment. When God spoke, he was willing to do what God called him to do. It changed his life. It made him follow Jesus. God, would you help us today to seize our divine moments? I don't know what that looks like in the lives of the people that are listening. Only they know that. But there are people today hearing my voice that need to step out, trust in Jesus, trust in God to do something different than they've ever done before. Help us to seize our divine moment. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.